has been everywhere early on. Oh, oh. He's got to get his fourth. The dancing feet of your dog, my Nick Martin. There's a new Martin in town. Draper wants to put an end to all this. Hands it over to Guelphie. Draper wants it back. The brush off runs into space. Outside of the boot. Welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. The Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast is two blokes that have known each other forever who catch up most days in the Melbourne CBD for lunch to talk everything Essendon Footy Club. My name is Grant and with me is Scott. Hello everyone. Good to be back. It's been a while for our public show, so sorry about that. Indeed. Uh, if you're a Patreon, you've got a heap of shows, but uh, <laughs> but uh, the off-season, we wanted to kind of reward our Patreons uh, who've been unbelievably loyal to us. And so. supportive, yep. Uh, but... We obviously have a very big guest, and we know that this one's definitely for the uh, for everyone to to have a listen. So tonight we've got our special guest, Kane Baldwin from the Essendon Football Club, who obviously is going to be the Essendon Football Club singers at Essendon Show. Okay. So uh, no, but it, it, hopefully it's going to be a, a great chat, and we look forward to him calling through soon. Uh, so uh, yeah, it's. It's a thrill for us. If people, we'll try not to fanboy it. I, I did someone ask me not to, so uh, we'll try not to because I know this show's been quite heavy on the Cane Baldwin train. Long-time listeners of the pod will know <laughs> that we are well and truly on that man. So, but, yes. But he's recently gone to Arizona and he's worked, had a huge off-season, so we wanted to tap into that and and around what the messaging would have been for, for the club at the end of the year and, how and you know, how everything's tracking across the group uh, entirely. So, and, and, and speaking of that group, the, the new people that have, um, that have come to the club, so I'm sort of on that subject, Scotty. How, yeah, we have, haven't you, just, have you seen, you know, we, we, we haven't spoken about it. have you seen the off-season acquisitions? Look, you, it's always, it's always a funny one. Free agency and trade period, I gave us an A. So I, I was pretty, very, very, very... Nailed it. There was not many players available. I thought we probably got the top of the crop, you know, for the most part. Practically uh, every other club and, in the AFL wanted Mackay. Yeah, yeah, and strategically filling in some um, key uh, areas of depth that were urgently required. Obviously, what did we need? We need an experienced small forward. Waller's gone. Um, we've got a lot of young, you know, young techs and, and the two Davies. Even Menzi was just SSP last year, so he's yeah. just young to the game. Uh, so we needed some help in, in maturity and, and who knows that craft well. Gresham was just a really good pickup. So uh, we, I thought you we need, that kid. Yeah, we needed some outside run, I felt, and some good spread guys who can run both defensively and off- offensively. We pick up Dersma, and you go, well, great. That's an, there's another tick. And, uh, Very talented. Yeah, Phillips has left. You know, Draper definitely needs support. We've also got to have an understanding that sometimes Draper's body doesn't always... Play uh, ball, so to speak. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Goldstein, really high-level Ruckman. Uh, and he's so, still got some left in him. He's yeah. got some old legs, that boy, but he's still definitely got some, some uh, footy left in him. Yeah, so, and then the obvious one, Zerk Thatcher requests a trade... And, you know, we needed uh, a strong defender um, that can play on the, the Kings and the Hawkins and the, the Lynches. From, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and Oscar Allen and all that sort of stuff. We get out Ben McKay. So, and Ben McKay, obviously, is probably going to have a, a new lease, a new, new fresh take. He's been at North Melbourne his whole time. They just haven't had hardly any success. I know we haven't had success, but they've, you know, when yeah, you're winning been, two or three bad. games a year, yeah. uh, it's a different level. So, yep. he'll be up and about. Um, so look, 
strategically a really professional, methodical approach by the club. And you couldn't, you know, up to that point, you you couldn't have been more impressed with what we've achieved. And the key part to all that was pick nine was still available. Yeah. Um, and, <laughs> boy, did that really come in handy now because you go to the draft and, you know, the player probably in the back of a lot of Essendon's fans, my mine included, was Nate Caddy. And, and you go, gee, Everyone, you know, we're about three. How, yeah. We're about three spots away. I how think. How does from, he get that low? Yeah, how, yeah, yeah. How, how do we get somehow? You know, it's, how does that actually work? And but with a bit of luck, because he still was picked ten, um, we we pounced on it. We did the trade up with Geelong. They did the swap, and we got our guy, which was just another critical key area of depth. So, yeah. I, I, it was just a very, very good off-season. And we, we got practically all depth. of those guys for, for the thing that we had. We had some cash left over. We've, we've saved our, um, our pennies. Yeah. And we used those pennies. We used the asset that we have to get the Greshams and the Goldsteins and the yep. Mackays and that sort of stuff. Um, and, I mean, people on the Facebook page will have known that – it it still <clears throat> excuse me it still amazes me that um, that Harry Mackay is going to be Harry no what's his name Ben uh, Ben <laughs> uh, will be the highest paid AFL player next year uh, and it, it blows my mind. However, I would like to take this opportunity to say that I've given it some more thought. Um, I've had uh, wise sage like counsel, wise counsel, um, yes, yeah, from which is uh, me from, just slapping, which is just got he slapping me hard. <laughs> um, and I now realise the reason why we're doing that. Uh, and um, well, what, I think you know. This is my personal view. Is I know the media ran with uh, he's going to get paid one. It ends up being Cal Toomey basically t- says to me it's about about one point two. Yeah, but he would say the same thing, Cal. It, it's it's a very narrow story to tell because you you you've got a five year kind of or five or six year. I've got to remember now um, uh, deal that is a various different amount each year. Uh, so it's a very much yeah. an NBA kind of contract, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, just like, so yes, it's 1.2, but that's obviously the smartest move we could make because we had two or three million of cap space. So yeah, overall, the average I hear is around 790, 780 per year. And that's, I think, more how you have to look at it because what you, you take out 1.2 million, suddenly you're looking at, you know, six. Six ninety, six, you know, yeah. seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for year two, Till six or whatever it is, it's a totally different ball game. Yeah, like absolutely. It's, yeah, he yeah, fits yeah. into the cap straight away. Like yeah, your, I agree. Your caps reset. They did. Uh, they did this with Darcy Parish's uh, contract. I've just heard that his first year is going to be um, a big chunk. A big chunk of it. So yeah. they they're getting a lot of money out of the way to reset the cap again, so they have space to be aggressive next year. So uh, again, that's great. It's just smart business. Yes, so absolutely, man. Absolutely. It's the whole, yeah, how everything was done. I, I really liked and look, just continuing on with the draft. Once that all happened with Goldstein and, 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 you know, filling all these holes, the only hole left was like, gee, we Massimo's gone. Heps is at the end of his career. Hindy's 29. We actually need a bit of a sad McKenna view back to the club. Need yeah. a bit of dare, bit of pace. Someone coming through. Pick thirty nine, pick fifty four. You know, is is Lamont Loal and Archie Roberts and two halfbacks, one with a, a, a more of a precise kick skill kind of uh, level that probably Archie, slipped, yeah. that probably was you know we we don't I don't think we ever expected to get him at pick fifty four. No, there was there was a few people really talking. Yeah, him phantom up. drafts all had him between 
23 and 30. So, yeah. Um, but, you know, all AFL clubs skipped him, so you also got to trust them yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah. So, uh, but I, th- I really like 39, and, and I've gone to training now twice. Uh, uh, and Lamont Lowell, um is looks looks really exciting to yeah, me. Just it, just a vision I have so far. That's training. My that's my man it, now. He's been really. He stood out to me. His movement's really nice, gliding across the ground. Um, he's probably his. He, he, the discussion was around his kicking. Um, it look. It, it, it was at least I can say it's much better than I thought it was. So looking at training, you go. Oh no, he he. he it's he's definitely can work on that. Like it's but he's got the, the, the techniques is close enough to go, well, you can work on that to be yeah. to go up quite a few levels. So but he's got the he's got the wheels. Yeah, yeah. And he's got the uh kamikaze defensive kind of hardwick kind oh, of okay. so he's he throws his body around, which okay. um and his frame is, is quite nice for that his age. Like he's Really got a nice frame to build on. Was so, he 18, 19, or is he like 20? Uh, he's 18. Oh, dang. Okay, 18. was the draft. Yeah, I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I thought he might have been 19 or something. Okay, 18. Yeah, 18. And uh, he looked a bit taller, than I, I must admit, than the draft size. Said it was just looking him against the parishes and, and that. So he looked taller. I know he's 183, 84, or something like that, but he just looked quite tall. And I was okay. like, okay, this – he looked – he fit in really well and you go, oh, I think we've got to play here. So uh, I can actually see why they took him first before Roberts. Yeah. Um, he just fills that need of that dare and run. Uh, so I really like what I saw. So And look, to then the next day um, we weren't sure if we are going to go an SSP or a rookie. So we end up going rookie, uh, Vigo Vicentini. Um, You'd definitely say a raw ruckman. So I think he's from a a high level uh, volleyball career. Okay. So he's kind of got that projecty feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But people who see the highlights, you know, when you when you see just vi- vision and and yeah, the highlights. He's probably in some of those games, probably not even a big factor. Yeah. But hearing his coach just talk about how much he improved over the year and now to what he finished the year really strong and just seeing his mark, he's got very – people show my age here, Stewie Low kind of – Buckets. Really big hands, really one grab, but he's actually got a really nice kicking technique Yeah, as well. that, that's so, the thing that struck me about him is he's so, got the left boot, the yeah. very smooth-looking left boot. So I think there's definitely – I mean, perfect time for, for Vigo to – uh, to enter when you got Goldstein at One thirty five, the, the best of all time. Yeah, yeah. to just you know, you, you would just go. I'm a sponge man. You tell me. Yeah, he should be. I'm. He should be stood on his right shoulder a lot. So yeah. So look, um, I, I'm trying to get Cal Sumi on hopefully next week. So uh, you know, we'll He's make busy. We'll make boy. that a main show. But, yeah. uh, but so I don't want to go into it too much because I want Cal to talk about. But. I know we haven't even discussed it, but look, just an overall view of how things went. A to be honest, I could not been happier. Like yeah. it was, it, 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 there's a there's a whole second part to this, which is coaching and yeah. and and systems and well, and, Brad Scott and standards. Said it. And Brad, yeah, he said Brad Scott said it. He yeah. said standards. You got to come back and uh, the standards yeah. and that oh, sort look, of stuff. We're, if we're if we all, I, mean, I shouldn't speak like all, but a lot of us fans are over us winning. The preseason. The preseason. Yes. Uh, and us being in highlighted, saying Eston's done so well and then not performing. Yeah. So uh, I 
I felt like at the end of it, and I know he's only his second year, so it's not too much pressure. But I thought this is the first, you know. Now Scott would be like, okay, I've, I've got to get this team together here, and, yeah, because this team looking across should be performing pretty well. Just uh, the, yeah. the merits and the the um, the Parishes and the Ridleys and the Laverdes and the Heppels and that sort of stuff. They're not going to be around forever. And the real genuine A-grade talent that we have in the likes of Parrish and Merritt. And, yeah, and, they've got to get the, the 26, 27-year-olds, the Langford, Merritt, yes, you know, Parrish. Exactly right. That crew, they've got, to get, they've got to get this now. Uh, yeah. So they're, well, I guess in the next one or two years, but uh, realistically. Yeah, of course. Uh, but, yeah, they've got to start really going forward quite strongly now. The kids uh, have got to step up. I mean, the likes of um, Sammy Duran and, and things like they've they've shown the ability to step up. Menzies have yeah. shown the ability to step up. But there, there needs to be a genuine... Uh, next level step from some footballers. And this is where as a fan, you know, when you hear 14 or 15 guys gone to Arizona and then you see a photo and you see Sardis, Hobbs, Perkins, yeah. Durham, yeah. Menzi, and you're like, oh, great. You know, they're, they're the names I want, you know, and, and everyone has their various reasons why. Um, and I, I said this the other day, the other day to a to a fan who was saying why didn't this person go or now and go well look you yeah, look at the two kilometer time trial you know you know Nick Martin and Redmond go off to South Australia and do some some program with Viney and and they had their own program and look you can't judge who went to Arizona and who didn't because Redmond pretty much ties or wins the two kilometer yeah. Mick Martin's fourth yeah. Yeah. you know so you you know how you assess all that but different players too but seeing Perkins goals. Durham come equal first but then Perkins third right behind them yeah. you know just small things like that you go fans just go okay they're working they're working these boys and, and you know Sardis last this time last year you know I didn't preach about it too much, but it was a horrific two-kilometer time trial. It was three quarters and oval behind. Oh, really? The last group, you know, it was it was him and Waller basically, and 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 it was, and he had injuries, so I, I do understand that. So yeah. before anyone shouting down, I'm just saying more where he came from this year, and you know, two-kilometer time trial this year. Obviously, we easily would have done a PB. He's in the mid. He's kind of in the middle area of the group. He's not that far behind. So just different things like that. Everyone's going up a level. He'll he'll need another preseason to go up to that next level. But yeah. you can see their body shapes are different. Sardis and and, Nick Cox, and, and Reedy and and, it, and and you know the unforgotten. Sorry, the forgotten man. A little bit Jonesy. Um, yeah. You can see his shoulders. Yeah. You go. Oh, okay. That's yeah. that's a different frame. I mean, you can really, you can definitely Just see the size. Nice, of yeah. He's a scary prospect, really. So, so far, visually and what, you know, tactically and, and how we've approached, it felt fairly professional. And, and, you know, that's something I've been asking for. So, tick, tick, and tick. Now it's really critical this time period till end of March that we get uninterrupted. Yeah. We're that we're not, you know. To be honest, we're not 18th in transition defense anymore. Like we're we've got to get things right. Yeah, you know, kind of enough enough is enough 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 <laughs> enough is enough of, of certain certain areas yeah. that just been habits for our club. There's no excuse. We've we got Harry Mackay. Yeah. Apparently, we get monstered by the big guys. So, so we got yeah. him. We we've got Run in Dersma. We've got Gresham up forward. We've got 
all of the the the, the head coaches and the, uh, sorry the head coaches the head coach and the coaches have been given the cattle. Yeah. Right. They've got the cattle, the cattle for a specific reason. Um, and now you're right. We just need need to do because I think at the end of the year, Brad Scott wouldn't have. Um, minced his words with regards to standards and that sort of stuff to the players. Yeah. And so they just need to come back and do it this year. So we're really looking forward to it. Um, now we should be... Oh, uh, sorry, yeah, just, just quickly to... Uh, um, just for the fans who didn't know and if you... Oh, yes. Um, uh, Saturday, a lot of people ask about, you know, can they see training and, and when is training? Hey, there's a really critical session this Saturday. So... The Essen Football Club is having a, a members fest, so you're a member. It's it's a it's a big day at the at the hangar on Saturday. So if you want to see training, get there at eight a.m. So the gates open at eight a.m. Training will start around about then. So training will finish at ten a.m. and then there'll be all other staff signings and all that sort of stuff. So uh, it's gates open, members fest. Uh, the clubs. Doing a whole lot of stuff, I hear, uh, down at the ground on jumping Saturday. Castles? So is get- there a jumping castle. <laughs> Oh, if, I'm, if there's, I'm going. If there's jumping castle, um, oh, unconfirmed. The, com- the comments I have in my head, Un- um, unconfirmed. Yeah, yeah. So get down there and um, and support the day, and uh, hopefully it's a fun day. All right. So um, after the break, what we'll do, I think we're probably due for Kane to give us a call any minute now. So we'll head off to a break, and then we'll come back with um, Kane Baldwin. Talk soon. Back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. Now, joining us tonight uh, in one of our uh, continuing chats uh, with the uh, the current players at the Essendon Footy Club is our current defender and all-round decent-sized unit, Mr. Kane Baldwin. G'day, Kane. Hey, guys. How you going? Thanks for having me on. Yeah, look, it's great to have you on, Kane. Uh, you, we've we've been a bit of a champion of you on this show, so uh, we'll try not to sound too biased in our commentary. But look, we're absolutely thrilled to have you on the show. Uh, I think initially for me is probably just a, a bit of a, a an update of where you're at. Um, it looks from afar that you've had a, a massive off season, but can you just Talk us through, we've got in two sections, maybe uh, prior to Arizona. You know, when the season ended, where where was uh, Kane Baldwin working out and, and what, what has he done up to Arizona? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, it's been, it's been a great off season. I've, I've really enjoyed it. I've got a lot of work done and, and improved in some key areas. So I'd, I spent um, probably the first four to six weeks in Melbourne after the end of the season. I just stayed in touch with the physios and was going into the club um, still two or three times a week. I just had a few uh, lingering or, or uh, niggly kind of things that I wanted to tidy up. Like I, I had a bit of an ankle issue late in the year that was just bothering me a little bit. So I just spent yeah that, that, that little period of time under some supervised work, just, just really tidying those things up. So that was really good. And it's, and it's shown up in our testing that we do. Um, early on in the pre-season, so I'm glad with that. Um, 
after that, obviously, I went to Arizona. That was awesome. I'm sure we'll get into that later on. But, um, yeah, and since then, I've, I've just tried to go from strength to strength and keep my momentum flowing. My body's good. I, I haven't really had any injuries or, or niggles so far. So, fingers crossed it stays that way. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty pleased with how it started. I'm interested too in in your mindset at the end of the year. Uh, I I go to the VFL regularly and and especially the second half of the year in the VFL, like I looked at the last, uh, say, six or seven games and outside of the one game in Williamstown where you're probably due to injuries forced to play forward for for most of the game, I mean, your stats in defence, uh, you'll say your last six games of defence, 21 disposals, 12 marks, 20 disposals, 6 marks, 22, 5, 26, 12, 21, 8, then 28 disposals, 12 marks in the last. Were your, how was your mindset when you ended that year? Because for us, it, it felt like, gee, this is really a senior quality player coming through. through. Uh, How did you feel at the end? And and when you're talking to the coaches at the end of the season, what are you both talking through? Yeah. um, Yeah, I was was very pleased, I suppose, how my season ended and I was able to find some consistent form in that second half of the year. I think my my conversations with coaches are, are generally just around... Well, when I'm playing in the VFL, at least, most conversations are around trying to play an AFL standard of game in the VFL and, um, you know, what that looks like in terms of sticking to our, to our structures and um, not going ball chasing and stuff like that, just playing a really solid um, game. And obviously, given our, our youth that we've had in the past couple of years in the VFL, like I'm able to take a more, more of a leadership role and, and be really commanding as that kind of last one defender and, and set ourselves up set our defence up and obviously that impacts how we attack as well. So I was able to get on the end of our attack as well with, you know, maybe one too many lateral kicks, but that's all part of it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Mate, on the on the subject of playing in the back line, you, you played sort of forward when you first came to the club um, and then uh, you made the switch down the back. Um, can you sort of let us in on, on the conversations and, and how it led from the coach to go from forward to back? Do they, do they sort of do they tell you where you're playing or do they say, okay, now we reckon we've, like with your, with your marking ability, um, the, we at the podcast and a lot of the fans we talk to absolutely love your right boot. Um, is that going to be effective out of the back line? How does, how does that switch occur? Oh, I think initially the switch, um, excuse me, was really based around just list needs at the time. Like, so I trained all of pre-season last year as a forward. And, um, yeah, by, by the end of pre-season, I was pretty comfortable. Like, there was a few there was a few uh, practice match or, or match gym type sessions we had where Pete was injured and, and Weeds was injured as well with a quad, I think it was at the time. So yep. I was able to play as kind of a number one, number two forward. And, yeah, it was able to perform pretty well, which was a real confidence booster for me. Um, but then, yeah, it was just the week before we went up to the Gold Coast for that uh, practice match that I suppose um, Cara was the backs coach at the time and, and Scotty had had a look at our list and kind of thought that there's, there was an opportunity for me um, in that backline group. And, and that, that was really the motivation around it. It was... Um, in my best interest and, and trying to give me the best opportunity to play AFL football. And if you looked up forward, it was probably going to be um, Pete, Weeds, and then obviously Langer's 
um, had a fantastic year last year, so it was going to be difficult to slot in there. But then you look down the other end of ground and um, there was opportunity. So, yeah, I, I didn't try to – I tried to take it in my stride and um, look at it with that perspective that it was that it was in my best interest and they were doing it for me as opposed to um, anything else. So, yeah. I'm curious uh, – I'm always curious with this when a forward goes to, to be a defender – do you, now that you've done a, a year in the VFL and defence and got stronger and stronger as the year goes on, do you actually sit back and see your opponent's forward craft? And uh, and even when you had your four stints in, in, in the seniors, um, and then in the back of your mind going, gee, if I ever went forward again, I know there's different areas or different patterns I know I would elevate to my game. Like, Do you now feel like, I would be actually quite comfortable playing both ends. I know you will uh, uh, today anyway, but do you feel like you'd be even stronger forward from the education of actually playing in defence? Yeah, absolutely. Like I, I have no doubt that I'd be a better forward than I was in 2020, 2022. Um, yeah, you see so much from uh, the back of the field, I suppose. Like That's what I am. Like I'm, I'm a deep defender, so I'm usually right up and see the whole ground um, and even just working one-on-one with the guys like Langers and Jonesy who are both very agile um, and mobile athletes, their footwork and their ability to get around and, and create space is, is top level. And that was maybe something that I was missing as a forward. I was, I was pretty stand and deliver, like, you know, and I really backed my, my marking craft. But if, yeah, I, if I get an opportunity, I'm sure I will at some point in my career to go back forward. Like, that's something I'd definitely bring along um, and it would be of great use, I'm sure. Mate, well, well, I must say, selfishly, from a fan's point of view, we we, we don't care where you play, mate. Um, it's uh, it's been great watching you down in the back line. Your, your size, like you said, your hands are, are, are great. Um, your right boot is great, and it's it. You look confident. I mean, from a fan's point of view, you look at um, someone like Jordan Ridley. <clears throat> excuse me who he just looks at home back there. He looks calm. He looks collected. And when you're – I mean, you, you're an aggressive um, – you attack the ball and when you you take marks and the like, the thing that I notice about you, mate, is that the the next decision you make is calm. It seems collected. And I guess is that where, – where does that kind of confidence come from? Is that something that you've, you had already um, from the time that you've spent at, at all levels of AFL football? Because – I just wonder whether or not that's an acquired um, skill or whether or not that's just something that you, that you come to the table with naturally. Yeah, I'm, I'm not totally sure. I think, um, yeah, there is definitely kind of an inherent confidence that um, I suppose I've had all throughout my career. And that, and that probably just comes from being, you know, I suppose a dominant junior, as most AFL players were. Like, they, throughout all my junior footy, I was pretty at home and I felt very comfortable. Um, yeah, like I think it's also a matter of repetition as well. Like in the back line, you um, have the ball in your hands a lot more and, and that's also translated into the way I train. Like I'm spending a lot more time on my kicking, on my disposal, on my footwork um, in anticipation of, of, you know, having the ball in my hands and wanting to be a good user. So, yeah, when I did transition to being a defender, I, I probably increased the, the kicks I have throughout the week, twice fold, I suppose. Um so there's that. Uh, there's also, I suppose, different mental skills and, and practices you can put in place. Like even our appointment of uh, Ben Robbins this year has already been um, very good and he's going to provide a lot 
for the playing group, he's, he's our new mental skills coach. He's an accredited psychologist, and he's um, very experienced. Like he's obviously an ex-footballer as well, so that, there's, there's that combination that's yep. very rare in that field. Um, so he understands what we're going through, he understands the challenges and the stress of, of playing a game and, you know, having the, having the ball in your hands. Like that's a stressful thing. Um, so how to manage that and the skills and, and, the, and the tools you can put in place to be able to hold the ball and, and be really calm and make um, considered decisions. So, um, yeah, I've been, I've been toying with different meditation practices, practices and visualisation practices for um, a few years now. I suppose that might contribute as well. Yeah. But, um, yeah, just a range of things. Uh, that, that's really, really interesting. Hey, look, obviously uh, it was it was well publicised, the, the, the 14 or 15 guys that went to Arizona uh, and there was quite a bit of, uh, you know, a little bit of vision um, from, I think it was Exos, uh, who, who who kind of did the program. From afar, it looked actually like in like a, a burst speed power kind of drills. Can you talk us through what that, your choice to go there and the benefits of that program? Yeah, well, my choice to go there is obviously because those are the speed and the power are two areas that I'm um, wanting to improve and, um, yeah, those those kind of uh, capabilities have been slowly coming back uh, post my injuries, but they're, they're definitely something that's still room for improvement for me. So that's why I went over there. I, I wanted to really spend a good solid block on that. Um, I think I think if you just look at the American culture and, and the sports they play over there, like that, there's there's not really a sport comparable to AFL over there, where they're having to bring all this speed, power, strength, and then combine it with the aerobic fitness. So, yep. um, yeah, like all the NFL athletes and the MLB athletes that were in there, like they, they just prioritise being strong and powerful in these in these big, um, you know, short sprints or if you look at the baseball, is that big that big swing motion, like that, that's, all, that's all they train over there. So that, that facility, Exos, um, is very experienced in that and, and they had some incredible coaches. So yeah, that's what we spent most of our time doing a lot of a lot of sprint technique, but then um, trying to translate it into an AFL sense. We we did a lot of repeat speed, um, a lot of meta- metabolic and kind of lactic acid sort of training that would just really burn the legs out. Not not from running at a slow pace for a long period of time. It was just going again and again at really high speed um, exercises. I'm curious. Do do you guys give the club that kind of IP of what you've been doing, and do you have permission to still do some of those drills post Arizona? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Before we went, Scotty was um, really encouraging of the idea, and and that's that's partially well a major factor in how we ended up from going from a small group of five of us to fifteen or sixteen that ended up going. Um, and yeah, and Sean Murphy, our hub performance. Uh, manager has been really open in, really open to listening, and hearing what we thought worked well and what we enjoyed, and um, a lot of that has translated into our training already. So, um, yeah, it's, it's it's great. Like the clubs, very open and very wanting to hear what was going on over there and <laughs> how we can use that. Beautiful. Now, mate, I've got a question from one of our uh, Facebook followers, uh, Mr. Chris Thorpe. I've actually got two questions for you. The first one I'll ask is from David Parasol. Now, I'm not sure if this is true, but 
ask him if he likes the nickname Hollywood. Is that right? Hollywood. No, I haven't heard that one. I don't get that one at the club. I've got a few different ones, but not that one. Okay, so David Parasol, completely incorrect. <laughs> Thanks very much the, for the question, David. Um, and then I've got one Sorry, from... Sorry, David. <laughs> <laughs> and it probably suits. No, we'll start it. Chris Thorpe. <laughs> uh, Chris Thorpe is another listener. He's come in with um, a couple of questions. What, what player do you model yourself on? Do you model yourself on any type of player? Um... Oh, well, as a forward, I would have usually said someone like Jesse Hogan. Like, I'm sure there's plenty of play- players yeah, that have okay. my sort of build. Um, but I don't have to look too far, I don't think, to model myself off, model myself on anyone as a backman, like the likes of Michael Hurley. Um, for starters, is probably someone who I play really similar to now as a defender. And yep, good it's pick. Been, good you know, pick. Unbel- yeah, it's been unbelievable the past year and a half. Um, being able to work with him, we were already great friends when he was playing and he's, and he's been a great influence on me since then now as a development coach. Um, but it, even Reeds and um, Dossa, which is Jaden Laverde, um, like they, they both have um, some really important strengths and, and characteristics that the other don't have. So it's, it's, great, to, it's great to just work as a big group. Um, and so that, that we've got a pretty strong core of... of Young defenders coming through, myself and, and Zachary looks unbelievable. Um, he's finally got a, a we, clear run at it. We can't wait um, to see him play. Yeah, he's going to be he's going to be ridiculous. Um, Nick Cox as well is nearly out of rehab and he he's as fit as ever and, and bigger and stronger. Um, and then obviously Lewis Hayes. Hayes, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of our actually our quartet under Michael Hurley, um, who's our, our development coach. So um, yeah, we, we've got a an abundant amount of resources available to, to tap into. And then the big Mackay coming through as well. Um, Chris, just wants to also know, I guess you sort of touched on it there a little bit, that um, apart from yourself, which which player or players have had the most growth, you think, in the uh, in the off-season that now that people are back? And from a development point of view, who you're looking or who should we, we be looking forward to coming through on the track? Um, well, it's difficult to pinpoint individuals. I think globally we've come back um, much better, I think. Like it's, there's been a lot of PVs in that two car, and it's just generally guys looking bigger and stronger. Like a lot of those um, taller guys have clearly put on size, like like Zach Reed, like Nick Cox, like Lewis Hayes. Um, but yeah, like Perko is running really well. So is John Menzi. He just he's going to have another great year, I'm, I'm sure. And um, yeah, I, it's, it, it is difficult to pinpoint the characteristics of guys that have really improved, like just, just generally the way we're training and um, the way we're all moving and then feeling and managing the loads is, is really impressive. So, Mate, we'll, yeah, we'll, I think we'll, that's something to be excited for. We'll take that. We'll take the whole sort of group we're training really well. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested, Kane. Uh, and look, I know you didn't play the last, you know, uh, five, you know five or six rounds, so it's not your fault. <laughs> but uh, but I... Uh, I'm interested in uh, the group of plays at the end of the year uh, because, you know, you've got a situation where round 17, you're fifth on the ladder, you know, things are going, oh, you look, you're probably looking around going, this is, this is, this is going well. Uh, and let's, and let's admit we, we did get some pretty big injuries with Rids and drapes and string and, and all these guys and setters and all that sort of stuff, but it did fall away pretty heavily. Uh, I have to say as a fan base, but, uh, uh 
how do you guys approach the end of that year and what happened um, as a group to go, okay, you know, how did you guys tackle that with, with Scott and the coaches? Yeah. Um, well, I think it was well documented. There was a, a number of uh, serious conversations and, um, you know, goals that the playing group laid out for itself coming back and um, that comes in the form of fitness, that comes in the form of standards and, and how we want to, um, you know, just be professionals and look after ourselves throughout the week and how we can take that to another level. Um, but just generally, like we're under, we're under, even in that last question I just said, we're all going really well, but just we're under no illusions that every club in the AFL at this time of year is, is looking pretty good and, Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's a matter of consistency and trying to continue to maintain our performance and maintain the loads that we are we're putting out now for a long period of time because that's how we're going to um, perform well come March and, and then looking forward to September as well. Um, yeah, it's a difficult one. Like it's it's not a it's not an overnight fix. In saying that, there's also a lot of really positive signs that throughout last year we showed that our best is, is really is really good enough. And it's just how can we become a more stable team, become a more consistent team and do that more often because when we get that right, we'll, we'll be really exciting. Do you get a sense uh, as a player when the free agency and trade ends and, you know, you you suddenly attend training and, and you've got Gresham in, in your view and then you've got Goldstein in a ruck and, and you've got Mackay. And I know some of them have been a little bit rehabby at the moment, but then you've got Dersma coming through. Do you get a sense of like the – do the players get a sense almost like do they think like a fan and go, okay, let's go. Like like like, like we've got depth. Um, so, you know, there's – it's kind of like a, a no excuses feel. Like let's go for it and and let's take this year on as in twenty four. Yeah, it's, it's it's awesome to be an attractive club to outside players. Like um, I'm sure that there was a lot of coffee chats or dinner chats between these guys and and Scotty and some of our senior players. I know who attended some of these meetings. Who obviously. Um, sharing a, a really strong message about the direction we're going in and, you know, Ben, Xavier um, and all these other guys that have come, they've, they've obviously liked what they hear. And, and um, as you said there as well, like it, it does create a lot of healthy competition for spots that we've now got um, all over the ground. So, you know, if, if we have another time throughout this coming season where we have some key injuries, like hopefully that's not as impactful in our performance and we don't, and we don't, we don't fall away in, in, you know, a pretty easy way. Yeah. Uh, look, two quick questions. One, just a very quick response. I, I'm actually getting on the side when I go to training, a lot of positive talk about David Rath. Do you know, have you met him uh, quite a bit? Because there's talk about him helping on even players' foot skills and just and just planning training and, and, and creating a real professional environment. H- have you seen his role? Yeah, he probably worked a little bit more behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, so I haven't seen too much. But the bits I have seen, of yeah, he's been working with Elijah and Darcy and a number of other guys who are obviously wanting to improve their disposal. Um, and he's got 
great expertise in that. Expertise in that, I said. Um, uh, I think, like, yeah, I think his his role is more about helping the coaches themselves in in the way they are planning, training, and structuring structuring our drills, and then even just the way they're communicating with individuals um, and trying to improve that so they can get the most out of the players and and their lines as well. So, yeah, I can't say I've had too much to do with him just yet, but um, yeah, he's a nice guy. If that's that's a good start. He's he's a very nice. Yeah, yeah, I can, I can, um, I can imagine the impact he's going to have on the coaching group, given his his past and his um, yep expertise. And look, just lastly, for me, Grant's got the final questions, but uh, I guess Kane Baldwin, two thousand twenty-four. Can you just talk us through? I know you've you've kind of teased on it a bit, but just two or three key areas that you know you had to work on this off season um, to be the best product you can you can present to get senior games. Like what what in your mind was this was critical for me to work in the off season? Yeah. Uh, there's, I suppose, a few weaknesses that I've already mentioned in terms of my mobility and, and um, speed, power. But I think just generally football-wise, like I'm trying to stay connected to my strengths and um, not be, um, you know, overly worried about my weaknesses as much as as much as I want to bring them up to an AFL standard. Like our program is based around strengths and yeah. And trying to take the, the X factor and, and the really high level skills that guys have and take that to the next level and next level rather than just having this, you know, this, this list of guys who are just average at everything. Um, you know, you look at our list and we've got our best players are really good at a few key things and um, that's what makes them great. Um, so that's, that's my thing. It's my kicking, it's my marking, it's my aerial craft. So, um, yeah, I've, I've stayed in touch with those things. Off the back of training, we get time to, to do our extras and, and stuff like that. So that's, that's where my time's been going, mainly, yeah. Yeah, just, just, a, just a, a note from me because I, I attend a lot of off-season training uh, and I have in the past couple of years. Your body work one-on-one is so yeah, is, is such at a good level now. So that's just my observation, but um, your marking and, 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 and physical one-on-one work and out-positioning your – you're forward to to aggressively take the mark yourself, so we can have the ball. Um, to me, that's been a, a really big highlight. Um, your kicking is sensational. I think that's a given. But I, I've, I've found that your one on one work has has just been just been exceptional, especially the second half of this year. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Now, mate, a couple of um, just before we let you go, a couple of fun questions, uh, rapid fire questions to to finish off the interview. Yeah. Um, all right. So, what was the last meal you cooked for somebody? The last meal cooked some. Um, <laughs> Do you cook? Probably a steak. <laughs> probably a steak and steak and veg last night with me with me housemate Jai. Jai called us a little bit. So we we um yeah a bit of a rotation. Or we kind of cook together. Actually, we're kind of both in the kitchen. One's doing one thing. One's doing the other. So okay, very nice. Yeah. Um, speaking of food, um, I know you got the skin folds and stuff, which thank God I never had to be. <laughs> <laughs> never had to apply to myself, but in the off season, yeah. what's the hardest food to stay away from? Um, oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. I, like, I, this is a real easy one, but I just, just like 
potato chips, I feel like, like just going having a fish uh, yes. and chips. And yeah, yep. Like it's a very versatile food. You can put it with a, with a range of things. Um, but it's, and it's very accessible as well. You can't you can't really you can't really miss it at any store. So just like your salt and vinegar sort of arrangement, or yeah, yeah, mm, very simple, very straight down the line. Very tasty. You know, your chicken and chips, your fish and chips. Oh, can't look like that. Very nice. Um, what's the question? Even like from uh, people like us, what's the question you get asked most often? Uh, Is it, are you single? You <laughs> uh, I don't get that. I don't get off. <laughs> That from Essendon Vans very often, but um, maybe how my knees are going is probably how's my body. I actually during my rehab period that was that got that got very exhausting. The how the knees. Yeah, that yeah. Does it look? Number one, yeah. I must admit, it does feel like a long time ago. So we need to because we spoke about it. We said just not even bring it up because it's that's yeah. that's, that's done and dusted. Like it's more just how is he working his body on on AFL to get it better and better and better. But, uh, yeah, because it's, it clearly is, it feels like to us, you know, it's just, that's the thing of the past now. Yeah. And it feels that way for me. So I'm glad you've done that. Well done. Beautiful. Uh, if you could have any superpower, what would it be? Uh, probably teleporting. I feel like that's a good one. Uh, that'd be handy. You know, none of that in between, in between time. None of the, Go from the f- one thing to the next. Yeah, none All of the, the fourteen-hour flights to the other side of the world. I, I, that would just be great. The, just the house to the hangar in the morning. <laughs> that would be good. No. Yeah, that's right. You just turn your life into a bit of a highlight reel rather than all of the all of the boring, monotonous stuff that goes in between. Indeed. And then, mate, the last question. Um, and again, thanks very much for joining us tonight. Um, how did you celebrate your last birthday? The last birthday. That's a lovely question. So I went to. The Broadway Hotel in Glenelg, I, I ducked back to Adelaide. Back to home? Um, yep. Yeah, back home, and it was just with uh, 10 of my mates and, and their parents, so that was very quiet. But, was that a 21st but very good or a 20? It was 21st, right? No, that was, that was a 21st, yeah, so that was a big one. I've never really been a big big party person, just to keep it quiet, keep it keep it intimate. So many of the water there in Glenelg? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just on Broadway, the main main strip along there. Beautiful. Been there a couple of times. That is a very nice part of the world. Well, mate, we better let yeah. you go. Um, you've got a massive preseason to uh, to get yourself back to. So, uh, mate, thank you very much for for coming on the podcast tonight. We uh, are unabashed fans of yours. Um, and if you listen to the pod during the year, mate, you're going to hear it from the highest yard arm. Um, the quicker you get into that um, senior side, the better for all of us, uh, mate. Thank you very much for joining us uh, on the podcast again, and we hope to talk to you very soon. No worries, guys. Thanks very much for having me. Thanks so much, Kane. See ya. Journalist, left to take stock of the wholesale omission of outside perspectives. How does it make you feel to know that you voted for this? Welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up. Now then, bit of, uh, a bit of new ad music from there, Scotty. Who, who were we listening to just then? Uh, Propagandi. Propagandi. Could be Gandhi, could be Gandhi. But, uh, could be Gandhi, Gandhi. Depends on which side of punt road you are born on. Mate, um, how good was that interview with Kane? Absolutely loved it. So, um, yeah, yeah, Kane's 
such a nice guy. You ever meet him at training? And you know, I, he he doesn't know he met me, but I've actually spoken to him a few times training. I just never say. It's just not something I do no, and go. Oh, oh we're from the, the podcast. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, but yeah, yeah, he's an absolutely lovely guy. So uh, comes through on the phone as well. So yeah, just thanks so much to the club and to absolutely Kane for, thank for, you to the club for for giving us access to Kane and look, he's he's worked his butt off. You could tell he, clearly, yeah, and. Uh, and that's all he can do, man. He's, he's putting himself. I mean, like you said, his last six games uh, last season were were brilliant. They were well and truly AFL level. They were brilliant. Um, I think the club. No, I think I know the club knows what they've got in that asset in in. Canada. Yeah, I mean the the game of the G where you know I think it was his last game, his fourth game. But I, so I was a little bit surprised he was dropped or yeah. just just quietly. Uh, but he was, yeah, his kicking was elite. Yeah, yeah. I mean, his opponent only kicked one goal. I think. Yeah. So, yeah. Looks great. So, um, again, massive thank you to Kane. All the best for season 2020, uh, 2024, mate. We're, we're really looking forward to seeing it. Um, thank you to the club. Um, but I think, Scotty, that's uh, that's it for the for the pod tonight. Yeah, it's a uh, first one for a while. So thanks for your patience. Yep. Uh, look, if you do want to hear all the off-season Patreon shows, uh, where can they go, Grant? Mate, they can go to patreon.com forward slash lunchtime catch-up. We've done a, uh, a heap of good shows over there. There's a heap of material if you want to actually just sign up and just hear Paul Cousins and all these guys. Yeah, and heaps of Sheeds is on there and a whole heap of different people. Um, five bucks a month. That's what it is. It's five bucks a month. Um, you get uh, in the in the off-season. We've done, I don't know, like half a dozen shows um, in, the, in the off-season. During the regular season for our Patreons, it's um, – uh, two extra shows a week. We do a Thursday night or a Friday night, depending. Um, team selection show where we run through the team um, and give our thoughts on that. And then the most popular show that we do, apart from our main show, probably the it is probably the most popular show we do. Um, we do our post game reaction show. So if the game's on the TV, <laughs> we either cry or we celebrate. <laughs> yep. Uh, if it's on the TV, we rip upstairs to the to Scotty's front room, otherwise known as the studio. Um, and uh, do our reaction ASAP after the game. If we're at the game, we come home and do it as fast as we can. Um, so you get that one as well. Then we kick back into the into the Monday uh, uh, main show. So um, go over and check us out at Patreon. It's a, it's a good time over there. Also, too, you get access to our uh, Discord page um, when you become uh, a member. There's like 300, 350 people um, running around in the Discord page as well. So um, that's, a, that's a good time to be to be had as well. So, all right, guys, um, thanks very much for joining us tonight. We'll be back probably very soon. Like Scotty said, we're trying to get Cal um, to me on the show to do a proper um, end of season or preseason wrap. Um, We'll let you guys know when that's going to happen, but we'll talk to you very soon. Thanks, guys.